This time each week we catch up with the leader of the National Party and as of yesterday, Christopher Luxon is the person in that role. Morning Mr Luxon, congratulations. G'day John, how are you today? Yeah, I'm very, very well. How did you celebrate last night? I didn't get time to be honest, I was just reflecting, I actually haven't really spoken to my parents uh, back in Christchurch, <laughs> so I haven't had a chance to catch up with them, but um, no, it was pretty busy yesterday and, and today, So, um, and we've really got a lot of work to do to get the country on the right track and moving forward, so uh, we've got to go to work. This time last week it was a former lawyer running the National Party, this week it's a former <laughs> chief executive. Can you explain why this isn't just another case of meet the new boss, same as the old boss? Yeah. Look, I mean, I think the reality is we've had a very messy uh, previous four-year period, as, as everyone in the country knows. Uh, and what happened yesterday was what we would normally do is we had an uncontested uh, leadership transition. And all that means is basically those 33 people in the room and the conversations I'd had with them in the preceding days was, look, do you want to carry on the way we've been going or do you actually want to step up as a team, play as a team, uh, and actually make the focus about the government's poor performance uh, and what we need to do for this country rather than ourselves. And so that's why it's a real reset and there's a turn the page and it's leave the baggage in the past and focus on the future and going forward. And the fact that I'm fairly new is actually, I think, a good thing because you come without any of the baggage from the past and you come uh, to it having led organised large organisations and uh, and a lot of that is about how you build culture, get the best out of people and, and lead. So okay. there's enough talent in that caucus, I'm telling you, with those 33 members uh, to actually put a really top team together that can really take it to the government. I want to be honest with you. I said on the programme earlier that a lot of what I'd heard from you since yesterday was a lot of corporate speak and... Reset was an example I gave. C can you tell me why language such as that would resonate with people that are finding it tough, well, people on Struggle Street? Well, how does reset resonate with them, do you think? Well, I think yesterday was really around you know the news of the change and the, the leadership, and what I just meant was, hey, listen, you know, we all know that the performance of the National Party has been suboptimal. It's not about the National Party going forward. It has to be about the people that are struggling. Uh, and let's be clear, you know, at the moment, that is what happen is happening. I think, you know, there's hardworking people waking up this morning, going to work, paying their taxes on low and medium incomes, trying to raise their kids right. They want their day to be a little less expensive, more convenient, and, and a country more united. And so... Um, you know, that's what we've really got to focus on. And, and the last few years about been focusing on ourselves, and that's just meant that, you know, we've, we've got the wrong, totally wrong conversation going on. And so whether the word was reset or whether it was turn the page or leaving the baggage behind, um, the bottom line is we're back and, you know, we're trying, we've got to earn the trust back of the people that used to support us. And that'll take time, but we've got to demonstrate that through our actions um, rather than, the, than just talking about ourselves. So, you know, that's why you know, yesterday was a good day for us because, you know, we all came together and said, hey, listen, Let's just stop doing what we've been doing and let's actually go forward and focus on the things that truly do matter. OK, when you took over in New Zealand, Rob Fife had left the company in pretty good shape. With this new role you've just taken on, you're taking over an outfit that's in a shambles. How, how, how do you know you can fix it? Well, I mean, there's sort of lots of different situations. I mean, um, you know, each each business situation I would have had in my past life, is, and it's not just business. These businesses are actually about people, right? I mean, um, it's actually how do you, you know, get things turned around and sorted and a lot of it is just you know clarity you know uh, what are we trying to achieve here what's our goal how are we going to break it down into the into the bite-sized chunks and actually get it done and, and, and get it resolved um, and I think you know there's just lots of crazy stuff going on in the country at the moment there's a lot of announcements but there's not a lot of execution of getting things done you know if I think about 
you know, we've just implemented a traffic light system on Friday. Um, well, you know, it doesn't make any sense. You know, red is supposed to be where there is our hospital system's completely overloaded. You know, orange is very much about sort of pressure on the healthcare system. Yet South Island's in orange, I think. Um, yeah. And, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Green's supposed to be manageable level. So there's no logic to things, and things aren't thought through. Um, we've got thousands of Kiwis that have come home with vaccinations that they've got from overseas. Uh, they won't be able to use the vaccination passes on, on Friday when everything starts to open mm, up. For okay. Auckland. So, so I'm just talking about, you know, the, these sort of things matter. You know, you can talk about things, but you actually have to implement things and actually implement them well for people. You would have read the review into National's disastrous campaign last year and how one of the recommendations said that the party needed to be relentless in its pursuit of Māori voters to become more relevant to them. How can the National Party do that, do you think, when yesterday it's, it turned its back on an opportunity to have a Māori leader and got rid of its Māori deputy? Well, look, I mean, you have to wait until we announce our full lineup of our team um, to see you know, how we are balancing that. Uh, our caucus lineup will be based on performance and, and, and balance. Uh, but what I'd say to you is that... Um, Māori did very well under national governments, you know, if you think about it. Um, you know, the Māori economy boomed. Uh, we did, you know, the record number of treaty settlements. Uh, and, you know, our view is very simply, we want to have a really inclusive country. We want one country, uh, but we want inclusiveness. That includes Māori, non-Māori and everybody else. And so, you know, we are proudly built on bicultural traditions. We are, but we are also a multicultural country that's modern and focused on the future. And so, um, you know, that... That, that's why I think you know, Māori um, have done well under national and will continue to do so. And I would just hold judgment until you see the final lineup, which we hope to have in place on Sunday. Speaking of which, what opportunities do you see for your South Island MPs in your shadow cabinet? Well, absolutely. Coming from the South Island um, and having grown up in Christchurch, um, and you know that is, uh, we're going to have representation. Absolutely. I heard you say yesterday. Does that mean that the key positions going to South Island? National MPs, is that right? Sorry, can you say that again? There'll be key positions going to South Island to national MPs, is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. We've got to make sure we're representing uh, all of New Zealand and I can tell you that you know that's a big focus of, you know, as I assemble that team, that's exactly what we're trying to do. It's say, who's got the skills, who understands these different communities well and let's make sure that we do that. We've got some great South Island MPs. If you think about Penny Simmons from Invercargill who came in with me, if you think about Matt Ducey, if you think about Nicola Grigg, you know, they've been advocating incredibly strongly um, for, you know, Nicola's response to the, the floods in Ashburton was fantastic. And I've been down in Selwyn uh, with her. Um, and, you know, we've got some great MPs there. We've got a bigger job to do in Christchurch and Canterbury in general, but um, we've got to start building back the trust with people. OK, I don't want to take up too much time. You've got to ring a parents, have a chat to them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I, mum and dad <laughs> might be listening to that, to be honest. Well, let's hope so. If they are, could I just say thanks so much? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's ticked off. Brilliant. I, I heard you say yesterday that growing the economy and increasing productivity is a key thing for you. Is that correct? Yeah, well, it is because that's the way in which you actually get, you know, you know, let's be clear, New Zealanders are some of the hardest working people on planet Earth, but we're actually not generating enough income in our economy to drive higher wages and salaries. If you can't drive higher wages and salaries, you don't get as many choices as to what you get to okay. do. Okay, can, can I just so pick up on... That's a big focus. I just want to pick up on that, but where do you think, or how do you think that fits with comments at the weekend by one of your predecessors, Sir Jim Bolger, who said that the National Party needs to redefine capitalism because the world's obsession with productivity is leading some people to a life of luxury and others are ending up at food banks. 
Well, I think that's one part of it. But what I'd say to you is the other, I was going to carry on and say that, you know, there's no doubt we have people who generally have complex and messy lives. And what we really need to do is make targeted interventions, actually identify those people. We could almost in New Zealand know them by name or family uh, and say, look, they're struggling. They need really deep support. Because if you make an investment in those situations today, um, you end up getting much better life outcomes for those people. And so, um, you know, that's, that we've, we, we're not all about just money and get the economy moving and everyone, you know, that we've actually got to surgically make targeted, powerful interventions uh, so we can actually have every New Zealander realise their potential and participate in New Zealand. Um, and I thought some of the initial work that Bill English had started uh, wasn't fully implemented around what he called social investment. It, we have to do that big time, you know, that's a big part of what we've got to do. Okay. You know, we're in a place where we've got a you know, very tight labour market and we've got yet people longer-term beneficiaries and we've got to really support those people and be able to get them ready for work and make that transition because that's the best, best pathway for them ultimately and their families. All right, one final thing. Um, as late as Monday night, Simon Bridges was still saying he was the best person to lead the National Party. How are you going to keep him under control? Oh, look, what was very clear yesterday in our caucus and in our previous conversations over the last four days with everyone is that we are all united and the fact that we have an uncontested leadership is really very critical. Simon's a good friend. We've known each other for a long time. Uh, he's a prodigious talent. He's got amazing skills. Uh, and, and what we're trying to do is assemble a team that has complementary skills so that we can actually you know, cover each other off and actually use our strengths. And so, um, yeah, watch, all I say is watch this space. Um, this, there'll be a very important contribution from Simon, no doubt about it. Brilliant. Thank you very much for your time. Once again, congratulations.